You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Joined by my co-host tonight, Kent Lee Platty, as he's on the show to discuss the Cowboys-Lions game coming up this Sunday. One o'clock kickoff in Arlington at AT AT&T Stadium. Detroit Lions, interesting team this year, and I'm excited to kind of dive into them with Kent. Kent, how you doing, man? Fantastic, man. Ready to have a good talk. The Lions are interesting. The Cowboys are interesting, and that's why I think that this game could be very interesting. Um... You kind of look at these teams in terms of DVOA and Detroit, you know, is, is kind of the old style Cowboys where they've been really, really good on offense and really, really bad on defense. And the Cowboys are kind of flipped this year, but for a long time, it was the Cowboys could move the ball, they could score, but they couldn't stop anybody. And that's kind of what the Lions are doing so far to kick off 2022. Yeah, and they built it similarly, too. The Cowboys were able to build that type of team by by building a very athletic, strong offensive line, guys that could really move and move people. And the Lions did the exact same thing. Um, but similar to some of the woes the Cowboys had, their, their defensive backfield leaves uh, a little bit to be desired. So that's actually a good place I want to start. Jeff Okuda, high, high pick didn't start off great, but it sounded like maybe he was kind of coming into his own to start the season. How's he been doing for you guys on the back end of the secondary? He's one of the brightest spots on that defense this year. You know, he missed all of last year due to an Achilles injury. And then his rookie year was pretty much wasted with Matt Patricia's defense. Nobody was doing well in that defense. So it it really struggles when you're a rookie and you're trying to work in a defense where nothing's gelling. Um, but he's he's done really well this year. He's done a really good job as a tackler. He's done a pretty good job of coverage. Um, he struggled in the Seattle game. But other than that, he's been really solid. Um, not quite a lockdown dude yet, but he's really coming into his own. And that's what you really want from a younger player. And I guess the other biggest talking point on that side of the ball, it's been a little disappointing, is obviously the number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, um, guy that had a lot of you know hype coming into the year. Hard knock season kind of added the fuel to that fire, and it looks like he's been pretty good when you take a look at some of those raw statistics as far as the stacks, sacks and tackles for loss and tackles and all that go. On tape and kind of from a advanced metric perspective, how has Hutchinson been so far for you guys? He's been pretty good on his own. The, the problem is that he has almost no help at all. You know, when he was at University of Michigan, he had David Ajabo across from him. He had a pretty strong internal defensive line at Michigan – but here, his pass rush opposite him has been all injured. Romeo Aquara's injured. Julian Aquara's been injured. 
He just hasn't had anybody across from him that's been consistent. And then the Lions have drafted defensive tackles in the second round each of the last two years, and neither of them have played. One of them has barely played at all since being drafted last year, Levi Anzarike, and he's not going to play at all this year. He's getting back surgery, and he's done. And then uh, they drafted Pascal this year, and he hasn't seen the field yet. He's still recovering from a surgery that he had during the offseason. So they don't really have any help next to Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, and that's something he hasn't really had to deal with much in his career. You mentioned some of those defensive tackles. I know Lee McNeil was a third-round pick two years ago. How's he been for you guys? He's been fantastic, and he struggled a little bit this year kind of for the same reason that, that Hutchinson has. But individually, there's a lot of bright spots there. Um, I was ecstatic when the Lions drafted Alim McNeil. I was working for Pro Football Network doing their mock draft simulator at the time. And I, I literally left work to go jump on a pod with or on a stream with the Pride of Detroit guys so I could go scream about how great it was that they drafted McNeil. I was very, very excited for the pick. Um, he primarily plays over the nose, and he does a really good job of, of getting some interior penetration. But... Michael Brockers was one of their big, big uh, acquisitions last year, and he's been extremely disappointing. Um, he wasn't meant to be some game breaker, but he's right. meant to be that that veteran guy that kind of holds things together. And he has has not been doing that at all. Um, so they've been trying to find something that's working and they're just not they're just not there yet. And that seems to be a, a thing where. From what I've gathered in my little bit of film study I've done on the Lions defense so far, it's been that you can kind of. It's not that they just they really can't stop the run, and then you can target areas in that pass defense where you can target them and, and kind of move the ball through the air. But I feel like so many teams have committed to kind of running the football on them. Just, I mean, it, and it's kind of strange because, like you said, like when I've watched them a little bit, it goes, okay, Hutchinson does a lot of good things, but then no one really threatens you from a pass rush standpoint outside of him. So I'm surprised teams – and they, some of them have, but I'm surprised teams haven't stayed more committed to that passing game. But I guess it's because it's been so rough on the run defense side of things that they feel like they can kind of attack it either way and find success. They're an extremely aggressive defense. They blitz more than any other team in the league, and that's that's been exploited quite a bit in the last few games. Teams know that there are situations where the Lions are going to are going to commit to a blitz because they don't have the ability to use their four guys up front. Because they're again, this is a rebuilding team. They 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 don't have all of the personnel that they need to be able to run the defense effectively. So they blitz a lot, and teams have found a lot of success exploiting those blitz situations. And the Lions have really struggled to adjust to teams knowing what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from a Cowboys standpoint, when we kind of look at this game and we figure how the Cowboys are going to attack them, we anticipate Dak Prescott coming back. If you were an offense coordinator going up against the Lions right now, I mean, you've watched them a whole lot more than me or anybody else listening to this probably has. How would you attack the Detroit Lions defense? Where do you find that, you know, that ability to move the football with a little bit more ease? Dak's wrong outside the pocket, and Geno Smith in the Seattle game was able to show that you can do a lot of damage against the Lions if you're able to get outside of the pocket. Um, I mentioned that Aiden Hutchinson has been doing pretty well. One of the big problems he's had is he's overly aggressive when he gets inside the pocket. He's missed a couple of tackles that he probably should have made. Dak Prescott is no slouch when it comes to getting away from sacks like that, and I think if the if the Cowboys offense – uh, addresses that and tries to get him outside of the pocket and take advantage of some of the aggressive things the Lions are doing. I don't think they'll have much trouble moving the football against him. 
Uh, the Lions lost a lot of guys to injuries in their last game. They had five defensive backs go down and they were already oh. down a starting safety in Tracy Walker. So they've got a couple of those guys back and, and they're starting to get healthier, um, particularly on offense, which wasn't where their problems were. <laughs> right. But uh, it, they're they're. There, they shouldn't be much pr- trouble in moving the ball against this team. Um, there's always the chance that they figured something out over the bye week, but with with ma- the main issue being personnel, I I highly suspect that. And that's why I think this matchup's just so in- uh, interesting because and the Cowboys' offense has been pretty ugly from the start of the season. I mean, they they were able to score you know twenty twenty three points here and there, win a couple games. Don't get me wrong, but. When you look at the DVOA numbers and you look at the efficiency numbers, it just hasn't been a successful start to the season for the Cowboys offense. And obviously, if he does come back, it sounds like he is. This will be Dak's first game back. So I kind of, you know, I, I, I'm I'm guessing that I'm saying that this is a good week for him to come back because it might be a little bit, you know, it's not like he's going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming back from injury or something like that. Like it might let him ease into things a little bit better than if he was going up against a, a Tampa Bay or a Green Bay or something like that, where it's just there's a lot of tough 49ers, something like that. So um, like you said, a little bit little bit in the green room, you've kind of said you think this will be a little bit more exciting from a Cowboy standpoint than a Lions standpoint. But I still do think that we haven't gotten to it yet, but the Lions are, the Lions are able to put up points. And if this Cowboys offense continues to struggle with Dak's first game back and just some of the issues they've had up front, it could be one of those games where, like last week, you know, the the Lions put up 23, 24, 26 points and the Cowboys just can't keep up. And that's been an issue over the last, you know, six, seven weeks. Yeah, and one of the biggest issues that could come up is if the Cowboys do decide to attack the Lions by getting out, getting Dak outside of the pocket, the Lions blitz, as I said, quite a bit more than any other team in the league. But what they also do is blitz their defensive backs more than anybody else in the league. That can be dangerous if you have a quarterback that's outside of the pocket, if they're able to put something together. Again, the Lions, I'm, I'm not super, super uh, uh, optimistic about their chance of putting together a whole lot because of all the personnel issues they have. Uh, but if they do scheme a little bit and they plan for that type of thing by getting the DBs to not only blitz, but keep that outside contain as well, they could give the, the Cowboys just enough of a fit to be able to put up some points on them. Um, it's it's a long shot, um, but it's it's something that they could actually scheme for that that might work for once this season. Uh, putting up points hasn't been super difficult. The, the Lions offense, um, until they got to this this Patriots game, uh, the offensive line has been phenomenal. They've been able to move everybody on the ground, uh, regardless of which running back they were trotting out. They were moving guys. It started to get really dicey when they came into the Patriots game because they don't have DeAndre Swift and they haven't for a little while. They have no speed in their backfield. It's pretty much just uh, Williams and and uh, Craig Reynolds, both of which are power guys. So they can they can make some guys miss and they can move some guys but they're not burners. They're not going to get huge chunks of yards. So when the offensive line isn't able to get that bit of movement, things can break down really quickly. And Jared Goff really struggles when the offense isn't moving the way that he would like to. Uh, the Cowboys, I'm, I'm expecting them to put a lot of pressure on him and, and use that blueprint that the Patriots did in, the, in, the, in their last game and just make things really uncomfortable for him, try to make him uh, get some mistakes. Has the offensive line struggled, you know, because, you know, they, they've been good to really start the year. They were able to kind of go tit for tack with the Philadelphia Eagles and put up a lot of points those first couple of weeks. But it looks like it's kind of slowed down a little bit here over the last couple of weeks with the Patriots game. And 
And that has it just been the offensive line struggling a little bit, or is it something bigger than that with the quarterback? You know, I know you said they're not they're getting healthier on offense, but why? What was with the big you know big struggles against the Patriots last week? So it started out as mostly a health issue. Even with as well as the Lions' offensive line has been playing, they've been doing so mostly with backups. Uh, they have Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell as their their starting tackles, and thankfully those guys have remained healthy. But the entire interior defensive line has been dealing with injuries. They lost, lost Frank Ragnow for a week or two. They lost Jonah Jackson for an extended period of time. Um, and they lost uh, Halapulavati Vaitai for an extended period of time. So they've been dealing with injuries, and eventually teams figure out where those weak points are. So Dan Skipper was had a lot of a lot of praise for his play in his first game as a starter, and then he was immediately attacked in the next game and struggled mightily to get anything going. Uh, we had the same thing with um, not Evan Brown, uh, Logan Stenberg, our other one of our other reserve linemen. Uh, teams just figured out that that those guys are not undefeatable those are guys that are backups for a reason and even if they played in a really good game they've got a weak spot that can be exploited if you're paying enough attention so it's really been been a lot of trouble on that interior offensive line and anybody who knows anything about offensive line when your interior starts to break down there's problems for the whole offense your your quarterback isn't going to be comfortable you lose a lot of your passing lanes and things start to break down very quickly Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, not to say that this is – I shouldn't say I'm going to give you some hope, but, you know – I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I mean, again, Micah Parsons lines up anywhere, so he's going to be dangerous on the edge. He's going to be dangerous on the interior. But I will say this has been a common theme, really. You know, like Tampa Bay week one, they were without – every single one of their interior offensive alignment pretty much, and it just didn't really matter. Um, Michael Parsons was able to get around Donovan Smith a couple times and get a couple sacks. But a lot of the – you know, when teams have that weak interior, it doesn't always come back to bite them as much as you would expect it to. And, and it's not to say that Oso Digizua and Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill aren't good players. They are. It just seems like they never take advantage of that matchup like they should against interior offensive linemen being out. Um, but one thing I love when I turn on the Lions film is just it's – you see guys like Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross State Brown, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, they're just, it's just a fun – like the average – NFL fan probably doesn't even know half of these guys, you know, not many household names, but you turn it on and they just do so many fun things on offense. 
that uh, it's just really fun to watch as a as a you know fan of offensive football and seeing these guys that might not have the big re- name recognition really have success. But um, what what are the ways that their the Lions are attacking defenses with their offensive personnel and and especially that passing game because that's what's really been impressive this year. Um, I mean, I know DeAndre Swift's been out. Jamal Williams has done a decent job in his his you know absence, but it's been a lot of Amon Ross, St. Round, Josh Reynolds, T.J. Hawkinson, um, and and they've found a lot of success through the air moving the football. What's the ways that they're kind of going at defenses with that passing game? Yeah, and it, our you know our head coach Dan Campbell's a bit of a doofus, but you know, <laughs> he he says a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but he's an, an extremely good motivator, and the, the players are absolutely behind everything that he does. Part of what's helped them this year is a complete buy-in by all of the players. The players are ready to go to bat for him. Um, new offensive play caller Ben Johnson is getting a lot of hype for good reason, because even though he's called only a few games, he's done a phenomenal job of working with minimal or with minimal personnel and doing a good job with it. Um what I've really liked with it with this year's uh, uh, offensive personnel, you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. We have DJ Chark and uh, Hawkinson when Swift was healthy. These are all very different players. It makes it difficult to figure out how to defend against the offense because you can't just take the top off because then you've got Amon Ross St. Brown underneath. You've got TJ Hawkinson who can go line up anywhere and go over any part of the field. You've got Josh Reynolds, who's, who's a great jump ball guy. He's a great contested catch guy. And he's got a really, uh, really important trust level with Jared Goff. So Goff will trust him to make throws that most people wouldn't even attempt. You know, everybody has that that security blanket. Um, Jared Goff's got a couple of them because he's got Josh Reynolds. He knows he can toss it up deep and and have a guy like Chark. Jamison Williams is going to be coming back soon, and he'll be able to do the same thing with him and get those deep passes. He's got another security blanket in TJ Hawkinson. They have a lot of safe receivers, guys that they can rely on to catch the ball, um, and that has been fun to watch because the a lot of teams, they try to specialize in one thing or, or another, and it, it can work to varying effect. The Lions are doing the opposite. They're, they're not specializing in anything. They're just ensuring that there's always going to be at least one option available. When Goff has time, he usually finds that option. You mentioned DJ Chark. I didn't even think to mention his name. Um, how's he been for you guys this year? I know this is for you know first real year in Detroit. You know, producing. Um, he's big. I guess he's one of your bigger free agent acquisitions on the offensive side of the ball. Has he been? Uh, you know, I know he's been banged up a little bit. Has he been a threat for you guys since coming back from injury? No, he hasn't been quite what the Lions had envisioned when they brought him in. They really wanted somebody that would be able to take that top off of the defense every single play. Um, and he he hasn't been that. Um, he has been banged up a little bit, which is the story of his entire career. And he's he he just really hasn't been everything that they wanted. Um, I don't expect him to be a huge factor, but there's always the chance that James Williams is back. I haven't even checked the injury report yet. Um, but they're they they're gonna try to find a way to utilize somebody in that speed role. Um, I didn't mention it, but they have Khalif Raymond, who is a similar type of role. He's a speedster. He's usually one of their kick returners. And he's fairly reliable, too. They can do a lot of really interesting stuff with him because he's just a little guy that nobody pays attention to, and he's got some serious wheels. So um, if if Chark isn't going to be the guy to do that, they've got Khalif Reynolds to do it. Um, and they're they're still able to, to, to do those types of things because they keep guys that can do those different things churning all over the offense. 
there's somebody in this game for, for Detroit that you really think we call him an X factor or some sort like that. Who do you think that'll be? So I've mentioned his name a couple of times this year and he's, he's been, it's been paying off to me for me. So I'm just going to keep mentioning him because a lot of people don't know him, um, which is a rookie linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, you know, he's a sixth round pick out of Oklahoma state. He's, he wasn't a very highly lauded recruit. Um, he did have the highest bench reps ever for a linebacker, which I always, I always throw out there cause it's a fun, fun little factoid. Um, but he's, he's just not a guy that you expected to come in and instantly become a starter and an impact starter. Um, and he has, he's been a very good player for the lions. Um, he did struggle against the Patriots a little bit, but, uh, overall this year, you get a sixth round pick that can come in and start and reliably be your best, your best linebacker. You know, you can, you can fool a lot of teams. Um, eventually teams are going to start wising up and, and realize that, that maybe he can play, <laughs> Um, but until they do, I, I expect him to keep getting overlooked and, and keep making teams pay for it. And hopefully that that trend continues. Malcolm Rodriguez, man, he's a lot of fun. We drafted Cowboys drafted Devin Harper, the other Oklahoma State linebacker, who obviously Rodriguez is a little bit more highly touted prospect than Harper. But uh, Harper's done some good things on special teams, had a good training camp. So those are two fun kind of undersized, just fast physical mm-hmm. dudes who who play real hard. Um let me get a uh, – I know we're still a long ways away, but this 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 podcast come out tomorrow. What do you got for a score prediction for this game? I'm, I'm hopeful that the Lions offense is going to pick it back up. Um, they they There's some people that are saying, oh, they got figured out and they're, they're just – they're done for the year. I'm not a huge Jared Goff fan, but even I don't buy into that kind of a narrative. I think they picked themselves back up a little bit, um, even against the defense as good as the Dallas Cowboys – so I think it's going to be a reasonably high-scoring affair. It's not going to be some big shootout like some of the other Lions games were to start the year. Um, but I'm betting something like uh, like 26 to 17, something where they, they put up quite a few points and a lot of guys are, are finding their ways around the field. Um, I think turnovers are going to be the big problem, though. I, I, I think that that's going to really be what does it. So Jared Goff's going to have like 350 yards but a couple of turnovers, and that's that's going to be the big problem. Sounds like a lot like the Jared Goff from a couple of years ago from the the Rams, but <laughs> yeah. he is he is what he is, man. If everything's working, you can do stuff with Jared Goff, but when when stuff starts to not work, yeah, he's he's not the guy to fix it for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really, I mean, it, it you know, it sounds a little crazy, but I am excited about this game because I do think it's a uh, it's a fun matchup because of the way the Lions put up points, and I think the Cowboys didn't struggle crazy on defense last year against the Eagles. I mean, Cooper rushed through three picks and put the defense in a really, really tough spot and they gave up 26 points. So it's not like they were gashed by any means, but um, I'm, I'm interested to see how they bounce back and, you know, if the turnovers aren't there on offense, how they can kind of live with that. But uh, Ken, this was awesome, man. Like I said, I know a lot of people on on Twitter have probably seen your, your RAS and, and your scores that you do for around draft time for everybody. I mean, I'm a huge fan of those. I know that a lot of people really like that content that you put out, but I know you're a big Lions guy as well. Um, some people might not even know that. They might just know you for your RAS scores, but uh, I'm a big fan of the content of the Lions. I kind of like low-key root for the Lions as well. I, just, I, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I like – I mean, I'm a – Everybody likes an underdog, man. Yeah, yeah, and like Lions, they've drafted Lions are a lot of guys. They, they've drafted a lot of guys. I mean, Aline McNeil was like a guest on our podcast a couple of years ago. It was just one of the coolest guests we've ever had. Yeah. 
just he's a they, cool dude. Yeah, they just got they got a lot of cool players. Mon Ross St. Brown, it's hard not to love him. And so really, 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 really like all the stuff you guys do uh for around draft season. But let everybody know where they can find you and your work. I know uh like I said, draft season rolls around. You got a lot of a lot of good info for people to follow. So let everybody know where they can see it and then we'll uh we'll touch base again after game day. Yeah, you guys can always find me on Twitter. I'm at MathBomb. You can search for that or my hashtag RAS. You can search for any of my RAS work, which is uh, looking at athletic testing for NFL player prospects from 1987 all the way to now. Um, you can check me out at my website at RAS.football. Should be relatively easy to remember, hopefully. Um, I just did a site redesign, so everything's looking a little bit prettier. And and if there's anything broken, I'm fixing it. <laughs> Any anytime you're fixing stuff up, it takes a little minute, but um, you can look up all that info. All the info is free. There's no charge for it. There's no subscription fee or anything like that. All that info is free. You can always go check it out. Um, you can also check out the mock draft simulator that I work on for Pro Football Network at profootballnetwork.com slash mock draft. Um, I maintain that simulator it has been for a couple of years now. So if you want to go try out your your own chances at being a draft guru, you can do that. Um, Lions fans are probably doing that a little bit more right now than the Cowboys fans, but it's always good to check that stuff out and get a little bit of name recognition Um, and hit me up on Twitter and just let me know how everything's going and how you think your team's going to do. Love talking football. Yeah, man. Like I said, appreciate you got uh, you hopping on and and talking some football and we'll definitely be uh, communicating some this weekend as game kicks off. And this isn't even like a rivalry. Like I said, like (laughs) I'm I'm excited for it because I think it could be a, a low key you know good game, but uh, we'll be touching base and excited to see how this one turns out because I think like I said the Lions present some interesting things for the Cowboys defense and you know Dak getting back we'll see how that offense looks if they can turn it around a little bit I think the Cowboys will win this one but uh I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out because I think it could be a little bit closer game than a lot of people are you know predicting. I'm just hoping for it to be fun, man. We had. <laughs> We had a couple of years where football just wasn't very enjoyable right. and, and as you know, nobody likes to not win, but at least it's, at least it's fun when, when they're playing. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Ken, thanks again, man. This is great. We'll, uh, we'll touch base. And uh, like I said, talk, talk some more after game day. Appreciate you coming on. Sounds great, man. Have a good one. Yeah, man. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 